0: What's up, fantasy football fans, and welcome into the week six edition of the NFL Guru. I'm your host, Joe Sandoni. Along with me will be Joe Pepe in just a moment. We'll go through the major news, hit the waiver wire as well. We'll do our own little segment in the Pickums, and then go through the bye week as well. So we bring in our own guru, Joe Pepe. Pep, how did week five go for you this week? I mean, I won my fantasy games in every single league, so I can't clean really sweep. be... Yeah, clean, clean sweep. sweep. I have Very no nice.
1: issues with this week, even with Alvin Kamara not really doing anything, but I was already up by 40 points in that one, so I didn't have to worry all too much. All right, so we'll
0: lead things off. The man that's been the talk of the NFL almost, and Patrick Mahomes didn't have any passing TDs over the weekend against the Jacksonville Jaguars, a stout defense, but threw for over 300 yards and had a rushing touchdown... You know, he's still able to perform. He's been going up against defenses that are better and better, tougher environments. Are you fully sold here with Mahomes? Another, like, it's still a decent performance. Still got his touchdown over 300 yards. Still a decent enough amount of points.
1: I think I was always a little sold on him. This is where I said that the road was going to get a little tougher for him because he he had the Broncos and he had the Jaguars, he'll have the Patriots next week. But and I know the Patriots defense isn't anything great, but Bill Belichick is the amount of who, studying. of Yeah. Bill Belichick. He'll is know. At. At. exactly. There's but anyone
0: that's going to make him uncomfortable. It's, it's going to be the Patriots.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, like you said, he had the rushing touchdown, but if he doesn't get that rushing touchdown in that game, has a very pedestrian game. He doesn't have an amazing game there. Yes. 313 yards is nice, you know, for an NFL game. But in fantasy, it's not driving the board without the touchdowns attached to it as well. So I mean, he still impressed me. He still had a great game against a great defense. I don't really know what happened to the Jaguars outside of the fact that Blake Bortles threw a billion interceptions. But I'm excited for him for next week. Like I said, he's playing Bill. And They're I'm excited in
0: for Fox power, By the way, so yeah, yeah I'm I mean, excited he's played in the tough environments already. But I mean, we all know. I mean, New England's always, you know, first class. It's always going to be the toughest matchup, most likely.
1: Yeah, it's the 21st-ranked defense. So in that sense, you're super excited if you have Patrick Mahomes. But at the same time, this is Bill Belichick. And this is what Bill does. Bill takes people, and he shuts them down, usually. Now, do you trust that defense this week? I mean, he's projected for 28 points. But I don't know if I trust him entirely. Because now that the Patriots have all their weapons back on offense... I'm a little scared of that team on offense. They're going to hold the ball a little longer with these short five, seven yard dink and dunks all the way down the field and then score. And they're going to throw up like 30 points. And I feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to feel a little pressure to try to do something that he doesn't really need to do this game. So I could see another two, maybe three interception game,
0: even though the defense isn't the greatest.
1: I think the offense actually puts some pressure on Patrick.
0: Yeah. And and I totally agree with that just for the fact you know if they start to get down and all of a sudden it gets out of hand, then you know they're on the road in a tough environment in New England if they're down by fourteen points, he might have to throw the ball another ten times more than he's used to and I mean he's got plenty i mean
1: he's got the arm you
0: look at the offense you know for both teams they have plenty i mean with the Patriots getting healthy now, they're almost offensively the same now I'm not saying yeah. career wise with Mahomes and Brady, you know <clears throat> no one's smart enough to make that oh yeah guess not there and say that, not but yet. just how the offenses are built. They have a great tight end. There's great running backs. There's solid receivers. It's just pretty wild in the fact that this could turn into another shootout.
1: Yeah, I mean, this game could be a shootout for sure. And the thing is, is like you said, they have Sammy Watkins. There's Julian Edelman. There's Josh Gordon. There's Tyreek Hill. There's Gronkowski. There's Kelsey. There's Kareem Hunt. Right now, there's Sony Michelle and James White. Uh, they're, you know, Brady Mahomes, obviously. And neither defense is spectacular. But one coach Always outplays the other in my eyes. One coach always does it, and I am a little bit more on the side of let me just ride
0: it out with Belichick. Right, and it'll be fun uh, coming up a little bit later, too, once we do the uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Whoa, yeah, you're having some trouble with the voice there. <clears throat> As uh, if you don't know, I call junior hockey over the weekends, had about nine games in the span of three days. So, voice is giving out on me, so just bear with me. But we'll get to our pick'em segment a little bit later in the show. So this is gonna be there's gonna be a lot. Let's just you know, let's just yeah. compare both offenses. Who's gonna do better? But we'll get to that uh a little bit later. We'll shift again. Mahomes will be at New England next week, Chiefs versus Patriots. Sticking with the AFC East, running back tandem, taking a left turn for after we talk about this one, I want to take a left turn to New Orleans real quick. But Bilal Powell, Isaiah Crowell, Powell with ninety nine yards versus Denver. The defense has been better for the Broncos and then Crowell just completely going out of, out of this wood here. Over 200 yards, had a touchdown catch. You know, plenty of points there. But, you know, are there Powell owners out there as well? We always talk about running back tandems. And the hook I was saying was now Ingram's back with Kamara. And you talked about it when we first came on, yeah. taking a few points. You didn't need them, but I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that didn't need those points with Kamara. So yeah. it's just kind of the same situation here with Powell and Crowell. And who do you want to keep?
1: Okay, well, let's hit the one thing with the Saints real quick because it's a one-sentence answer. Do I trade Kamara because he had a bad game? No. No, for sure. Just no. Just I don't care what anybody offers you. No. If you want to try to go get him on a cheap price because somebody's freaking out, then great. But you have to know who the person is that owns Kamara at that point. But back to Pal and Crowell. This is the Jets team I expected to see. Not the one that we saw in the beginning with Sam Darnold and actually throwing it around. Yeah, they always that. run. The strong running team. I expected a lot of running. And, I mean, they, they have the 23rd-ranked defense coming up for that with the Colts. So this could be a really good game for them again. The issue with this backfield is who does what. Who's going to have the big game? Who's going to go off? Now, <clears throat> this team is very... Gameplay script, like script dependent, which means if the defense is really good at stopping the banger back, you want to go with Bilal Powell. If they're good at stopping the pass catching back, you want to go with Crowell. You don't always have that option of both, though. So in this week, I'm actually a big fan of either one of these being my RB2 or my flex because they're due to get about 11 to 13 projected points, depending on which one that you're talking about. Either way, I think that Powell's going to get his catches because Luck and the Colts are going to score on that side. And that's still going to keep the running game intact. They're not going to be behind, I think, because the Jets have a decent enough defense to keep the game close enough even if luck's going off and the Colts offense is going off but remember ty Hilton's hurt there too so I see that game being close not a 21 point blowout to where Crowell's not playing and it's only Powell but I don't see it where it's only Powell and Crowell so right here because of the bye weeks if you're somebody with Kamara Ingram you know anybody like that yeah you stick one of these players in because this is a bad defense that they're playing
0: and again Jets will take on the Indianapolis Colts this week coming up and we'll touch once we get to the waiver wire the Lions. And the Saints both on the bye this week, but we'll touch on that. A lot of big names gonna be out this week coming up in the NFL, but we'll yep. get to that once we get to the waiver wire. For now, we head to the wide receiver position. Antonio Brown have a day. Hundred and one rushing hundred and one receiving yards, six receptions, and two touchdowns against the Falcons. And the Falcons have just fallen apart almost. I mean J V defense
1: now. Everybody's it's, nobody's there. And, and I I mean, I feel for the Falcons. It sucks that your defense is that way, but it is what it is. So when you have players that go against the Falcons, you get excited because you know you're going to get some points out of this. And now this was the game that everybody, and I mean everybody was waiting for out out of the Antonio Brown camp. Everybody was waiting. He didn't have terrible weeks, but you wanted that one game, that reason that you picked him in the top five, six picks, whatever it was. Now the issue with this game, because they're playing Cincinnati, possible rain,
0: and they're on the road too. Yeah. And Cincinnati always plays. I mean, it's a division it's game. A they game. always play them tough.
1: Yeah, it's always so. a close game. They get Burf Burfitt, whatever his last. I can't get Vontaze Burfitt. Thank yeah. you. I can never the The suspension, get that guy's name right.
0: uh, the suspension yeah. king that's Thank still to play to in talk the NFL.
1: Players, but
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't.
1: I can never get it right. But. I see some points, but you got to keep an eye on this rain. Again, it's too early in the week for me to be like, oh, torrential downpour, you know, and you're playing Antonio Brown regardless, but you might have to temper your expectations here because, again, close game on the road. So now you get Big Ben, who's road Big Ben, not home Big Ben, and everybody knows the home away split for him. So I'm not expecting the 31 points he just threw up the other day, but... We'll see how he does. I do
0: see something in the fifteen to twenty range though. And how wild the Falcons always start off great. And we were talking about this the other day. They always start off great and they're hot into September and then October. And now it's reversed. So do you think now this is just win column prediction yeah. here, away from fans. Do you think they turn it around once November, December rolls around? Because usually they're always, they are always start out hot and then cool off. And now it's the opposite way. Does it come back or too many is, injuries, it, is it damaged I, here?
1: Too many injuries. It's just, it's a little too hard when everybody's going down and we're seeing that now as Eagles fans with everybody getting hurt in that sense too.
0: Well, we'll touch on your uh, <coughs> your beloved Eagles in a little bit, but we have a lot, definitely a lot going on in Philadelphia too, but. We'll continue with major news with Russell Wilson. He's your boy a lot in fantasy leagues, and he's been running for his life a lot this season. You know, we always talked about in the last few episodes, Seattle's offense struggling, not enough playmakers. But he ran for his life well enough to get three touchdowns last week against the Rams. Rams are a decent team. We all know the Rams are one of the best in the NFL. Gets a shade under 200 yards, but puts up three touchdowns.
1: So, with the Rams defense, I don't know if I'm a little worried that they put up two weeks in a row of 30-plus points or not. If they do it one more week, then I'm going to be really worried about it. But, Russell Wilson has finally produced some points for you. Now, for most people, probably produced them on the bench because you went out and you streamed the quarterback because you wanted to get these wins and you saw the Rams defense and you said, oh, no, not me. I'm not doing this. But the issue with Russell this year is he's not running the way that he was running. Last year, in our one league that we have the two quarterbacks in, I grabbed Cam and I grabbed Russell Wilson because I was like, oh, I'm just going to run all over the place and get free <laughs> points out of it. I'm not getting that from Russell. And I'm not saying that he's over, but what have I been saying in every single one? Try and avoid the Seahawks. The team just worries me. You know, everything seems to be falling apart. The coach could possibly be on the hot seat. Nobody's staying healthy. Doug Baldwin's out. The defense is falling apart. Earl Thomas is giving the finger to his own teammates. Right. Like, everything
0: seems to be going wrong
1: over there. But if you have Russell Wilson, this might be a good
0: week to actually play him. Yeah, they're going to be yeah. on the road. They're at the black hole. They're playing the Oakland Raiders this week. So,
1: yeah, they haven't been a
0: great team either. Yeah, they're so. the
1: 19th best. Defense that nineteenth best because again they can't find a pass rusher somehow but that's <laughs> still a another point he, still he's still projected to get twenty seven points I mean that I would take that for my quarterback when he doesn't have the greatest weapons greatest line and he's got a tandem of running backs who you don't really know what's happening back there but I, I like him this week against the Raiders because if a rookie like Baker Mayfield who kind of has those like moving around abilities like Russell Wilson right. can throw up what he threw up a couple weeks ago on him, then I can expect the
0: same exact thing here for Russell. All right. So, fantasy fans, if you're out there and you had Russell Wilson, we hope you started him. He got you some points, and we'll see how he does this weekend against the Raiders. Shifting to the purple, Adam Thielen starts this season. First five games, over 100 yards receiving. Did that against the Philadelphia Eagles last week. Seven receptions, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Just he's having an absolutely incredible and he's yeah. still in the top five, obviously moving up now in the top three in, you know, just receiving yards with an incredible year and in breaking NFL history as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, Kirk Cousins and Diggs are having a year together too, but Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen are really connecting right now. And I knew this was gonna happen when Kirk got there. As soon as Kirk got there, I think I remember sending you the text saying that like they are Super Bowl bound because he is a really good quarterback that no one wanted to give a shot. And Adam Thielen next year, if this keeps up, is going to be that like receiver around the, the Hopkins, Michael Thomas draft right. spot mm-hmm. of should I pick him here and start my team with a wide receiver instead of a running back? I mean, the issue with this week, fourth hardest defense for passing, not overall, just right. passing. And does he pull Patrick Peterson for most right. of the game or does
0: Diggs get him for most of the game? Which side? Who right. lines up where? And you know, the Vikings In case you're wondering, Vikings will be at home against the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, and I don't see Patrick Peterson following him around the field. Patrick Peterson doesn't really do that anymore. So Thielen can end up in a bunch of different spots. Mostly, he loves the slot, but he can end up in a bunch of different spots. I still think he gets his targets. I mean, he had 10 targets last week. I don't see that going down for any reason here. And the Vikings have just basically said, we don't want to run the ball anymore because nobody wants to do it. So, Kirk, we gave you all this guaranteed money. Earn it and he has pretty much
0: the first guaranteed, uh,
1: full, full guaranteed
0: contract. And right, right now, he's earning it. Yeah, he's so, earned I mean, every
1: penny so far. So,
0: uh, is off to a great start. Do you think Thielen gets another 100 yard or plus game and makes it six in a row for the year?
1: You know what? I'm gonna say the streak ends here, but it's close.
0: All right, well, we'll, we'll make a mental note of that yeah, and we'll see how he does this weekend and we'll talk about it's it such next a week hard one to for pick. sure. So A lot of news coming out of Los Angeles with the L.A. Rams. We'll start with the good first. We talked about Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson got the loss to the Rams. Todd Gurley, not a lot in the rushing yard column, but had three rushing TDs, four receptions for 36 yards against Seattle. Divisional game. Gurley's still having a phenomenal year as well.
1: I mean, think back to when you're drafting.
0: And, you know,
1: I was one of these people in one of my leagues. where I was like, I'm taking Le'Veon Bell over Todd Gurley with the first pick. You're pretty upset with your life right now. Yeah, a I think really.
0: Yeah, no, you, you did pretty well with it. You did pretty well with it. I'll give you that. I lost but, this week, so it didn't really matter. <clears> but and thanks, Todd. It still Appreciate the effort. You know,
1: here's, here's the thing. Todd is Todd, and he's great. And he's always going to be great as long as he's in this offense. Like This offense fits him perfectly. He can get everything he wants to get. Now, he's supposed to get a 26th ranked defense against the run. So... I'm excited about that. You're excited about Todd Gurley at any point. You're never sitting there and right. saying, like, I'm benching him. But this is like when Kamara is playing the Giants. And they're something.
0: playing Denver next. Yes. Is yeah. the Rams yeah. at Denver. And, so and that's, Denver- that's a fun. That's another fun game.
1: Yeah. and it was, But there is like a slim chance. Apparently, I was looking at this earlier and you can't quote this yet because it's the weather and the weather changes constantly.
0: Possible snow. Whew. Yeah. I mean, it's not a foreign thing when, especially, you know, you're a mile high for a reason, you know, it happens. I saw that from a beat
1: reporter on Twitter, and I was like, he's got to be joking, but, like, he he tweeted it. So, I, you know, I trust him. He's got the verification. I'll give him his due. But, yeah, it's Todd Gurley. You're super excited. We're watching one of the best backs in the league right now. Just sit back and enjoy it if you have him.
0: So, sticking with the Rams and their offense, Cooper Cup, six receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Brandon Cooks gets injured against the Seahawks. Is all this injury stuff going to help Gurley fantasy owners? Going to hurt him? Are they going to stack him and break him down what they did in the box? You know, when, once weapons start to go down, it's, it's you know, it's good. He'll get more carries, but the other team already knows that. So how do you think this kind of plays out for him fantasy number wise?
1: Think, think of Gurley this week as Ezekiel Elliott in the sense that his weapons are going down. Now they still have Robert Woods out there, and they could possibly have all three of these guys back. Him, Cup, who we'll get to in a minute and everything else. Like, they'll have them all possibly. They could have two, or they can only have
0: one. Is there a full report with Cook's
1: uh, timeline well, or both, anything? They're both just on the concussion so just, protocol. Okay. So that is what it is. It could be. Right. It couldn't be. It's a mental game at that point. But, um, yeah, they could stack the box on Gurley, and I'm still not that worried because if you can give me 77 yards and a touchdown or 77 and two touchdowns instead of 77 and three like you did last week, right. that's still a pretty good game. But for Brandon Cooks, I don't see him playing because this was reminiscent of the Super Bowl. He got hit so hard and his body just went completely limp instantly that if either one of these two guys that we're going to talk about doesn't make this game – I think it's Brandon Cooks. I think they sit him for a week. I think they say, "Hey, especially if cups in." And he has, and and like, Cooks has going, a okay.
0: more harsh injury. Yeah, like it, you know, he's past, been through you know, he it. The exactly. exactly there you go. Yeah, he has and, the track record, and it's record. tough. So, and you I don't mean, want to see anyone in, get terminally yeah. injured. You know, he, he
1: basically got destroyed in the Super Bowl, and it happened again. And that's a lot in a small span. And I know people are going to be like, "Oh, that's two seasons." But that's a lot of like heavy major concussions and, in a
0: small one year span. And sometimes it can be on the lowest hits, sometimes it's yeah. on big hits. Now you're playing, you know, in Denver, and then that defense is going to be coming. Von Miller is probably yeah. going to be running around everywhere, and yeah. he's yeah, he has no problem. You them. know, knocking <laughs> people over and yeah. you know just destroying people. Yeah. So
1: they they uh they will not care still. Like, and that's how the NFL is. Like, we're sorry you got hurt, but if you're out there, we're we're gonna hit you still. It's not flag football. So I don't see Cooks making it in, but I do
0: see Cooper Cup coming back. All right, so plenty of action in Major News. Oh, before we go, we should continue with the Days of Our LeVeon saga. Oh, you know, saga. We have we have it every week, so you know, we can't we don't wanna you know We don't want to skip it. Yeah, you yeah, can't skip can't it. It's skip you know it's it a yet. weekly it's a weekly thing, you know. So I, So now, now the Pit Pittsburgh is their last game uh coming up against the Bengals, and then they have the bye, and he's supposed to come back. Yeah. Will he be back in the Steelers uniform?
1: I mean, I'm going to say yes.
0: Do you think he plays for the Steelers first so everyone can see what he does kind of thing, and then they kind of trade him or are they just gonna <laughs> keep him? How do you think it kind of plays out? I, I think he's a stealer for the season. And
1: I think he's a stealer for a season for one main reason that – well, two main reasons. No team's going to rent him for, you know, the last right, couple of weeks.
0: Know, six, seven weeks. And
1: the amount of money you're going to have to pay him, not a lot of teams have. So one of the biggest rumors, he's coming to the Eagles. He's coming to – especially after JJ went down, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah,
0: waiver wire is going to be pretty fun with yeah. cup and – with all Brandon these guys Cooks, a a the giant. wave the wire yeah. definitely uh, stay tuned. Yeah. Plenty of call, plenty I, coming up on the wave I of wire. I don't
1: see Le'Veon Bell going anywhere. To tell you the truth, and I see that being by the end of the season, it's an 80-20 split for Bell because Bell is that much better of a back than Connor.
0: But yeah, so it's always good to stop by days of our Le'Veon to make sure. You know, we, you know, we One fill in it'll our be over segment. Yeah. And you know, who knows? Will will it be the real season finale? Look at that. You could use it in two ways there. We'll see. how. will be okay with that. <laughs> we'll see kind of how it kind of goes. All right. So we mentioned it a couple of times already. We will head to the waiver wire. A lot of big names out this week on the bye. Detroit Lions, New Orleans Saints, both on the buy. We already talked about some injuries for the Rams, the Eagles as well. We'll start a quarterback quarterback. And you're looking at Jameis Winston. Yeah, well, we're looking at two teams
1: on the bye with Drew Brees, Matthew Stafford. Most people have them in a league. There's no way they're sitting in free agency. So somebody's dealing with the bye this week. So like I said earlier, they're playing the Falcons. And you want every player you could possibly get when they play the Falcons. Now, I know this is the divisional matchup and they get a little bit closer. But this defense could be an all-time bad defense with the way that they have to deal with all these injuries. Now... I'll take anybody from the Buccaneers that I can add at the moment against this JV squad, but he's only owned in
0: twelve and a half percent of leagues, so he's there. People have forgotten, it, him. and his stock didn't go up by you know throwing a pick six. Was it a pick six in the first pass that the, that he had there? Yeah, so that definitely left people uh, yeah a little sour like ah, you know what? Let's let's take away from that.
1: And that's fine. That was a, I don't even count that game because everything was gone by then. The players' morales are all down. He just kind of rolls in. And they just want to get him like, it's another preseason game for him. But I expect a lot of big plays. And I expect a lot of touchdowns in this game. And I just see him as the quarterback with the highest potential to boom for you. And when you're doing the waiver wire at this point, you kind of look for the highest potential ceiling. Like Jordan says, the ceiling is the roof. You need to really <laughs> aim for the top. Here because you're not like you could play it safe, you could play it safe, and you can go get yourself Alex Smith or Joe Flacco. And you can get yourself a
0: terrible week, too. And we talked about him last week, uh, on the waiver wire as well. Last week, that was a weird game, but yeah, you can get yourself somebody
1: safe like that and get 10 points and rely on the rest of your team. But most of the times, you make it hard for yourself to win that way. So I'm going with Jameis Winston as the first quarterback, and then the second quarterback, Baker Mayfield. This, he's still out there. He's only 38% owned. He is what, not not arm-wise, He's but with Patrick Mahomes, what they were worried about with all the interceptions, that's what I see in Baker right now. I could see him throwing it a lot, throwing it in the traffic a lot. Now, I'm looking to see who they play again, because for some reason, it's just blanking out of my head right now. Why can't I find this on the side at the moment? But yeah, the Browns are playing the Chargers. There we go. I finally clicked in my head. Sorry about that. <laughs> but Yeah, it's not the craziest defense. Now, people were coming into the season thinking they were going to be one of the better defenses. not one of the craziest teams, but they still have some talent there. And Baker is young, but he throws up a lot of points, too, for you in fantasy. Now, like I was saying, you want to get somebody who can get you a lot of points. Baker's two starts, 26 points, 24 points in his two full starts. Not the game where he came in halfway and won the game for the Browns, the other two. And... Most likely, you're going to need a quarterback. Like I said, a lot of people are out there with Drew Brees, Matthew Stafford, and some people are going to be gun-ho. Jameis Winston, Falcons, we're going right there. And if you're not high on the waiver wire, you're just not getting him. I'm 12 out of 12 on the waiver wire. I'm all the way at the bottom. I'm last priority because I do a lot of streaming with my defense and tight ends. So I have to make a backup plan for when I don't get Jameis Winston. So I'm going to go Baker if I can't get Jameis.
0: All right, so there goes your quarterbacks to try to help you out to replace Breeze and Stafford. So we'll go with Winston and Mayfield. Now heading to the running backs. We mentioned it earlier in the major news segment. Eagles backfield up in up in arms here now with yeah. a Jolly torn ACL out for season. Done. No shot of him coming back. All right. So let's go through the Eagles current
1: running backs. And this is the order that you would get them if they're out there. Corey Clement, he would be first. Most likely he's not out there. The next one would be Wendell Smallwood. I actually like him a lot as somebody to pick up. Not so much for season long, but for like this next week. I actually like Wendell Smallwood a lot cuz I even though Clement practiced the other day, I don't think they're going to give him a lot of reps in the game. Then I go Josh Adams, who's a banger back and you're kind of hoping he gets that touchdown within like the red zone. And then Darren Sproles if you're thinking a little deeper down the road for a couple weeks right. from now cuz he's still injured. Here's the thing. I said current facts. So the rumors you have Le'Veon Bell. There's yeah. Le'Veon. Yeah, you have David Johnson. You have Shady McCoy coming back. I don't know if I really want anybody
0: but David Johnson in that group. And be, a little bit honest. of talk with Jordan Howard. Uh, I heard as well that from Chicago. So, and the Eagles and the, what's making everyone suspicious about a impending move coming is they rework Fletcher Cox's contract, one of the highest paid, you know, defensive linemen in the NFL yeah. before you know Aaron Donald and all that kind all of these stuff. Yeah. but. You know, one of the highest paid guys in the league, they rework his contract. So they're given the implication that a new running back could be heading to Philadelphia. Yeah. So
1: that's why I'm a little hesitant to get a back because I'm a little nervous that one of these bigger backs are going to come. And I know Jordan Howard's not happy with his role right now in Chicago. So I'm a little hesitant with that back. But, you know, if you're going to go there, goes Clement. Smallwood, Adams, Sproles. So let's keep moving. If you, wanna, if if you want saying, an Eagles If you're back.
0: dropping, yeah. if
1: you have a Giant, you're dropping him for an Eagles back. And, and you want to stick with this high-powered quote-unquote offense because right now we're not high-powered, but you see the potential there, right. then that's where you're going. If you want a different running back, if you want somebody else to play running back for you in a different team, please go out and get Naheem Himes right now. He is and you 40, talk, We talked about him last, last week, week too. Yeah, we last, about him last week, week he's 47% owned. He had 22 touches last week. You can't possibly look for a better waiver wire pickup than that. This is a very high ceiling, and I think it's his job now until further notice. He's playing the Jets. He's huge for PPR. He reminds me a lot of Chris Thompson on this team because this offensive line in front of Andrew Luck, it's makeshift. It's not good. It's a very poor offensive line. No T.Y. Hilton, so there's no real talent down the field outside of Eric Ebron. And they're going to cover him. So he's going to check it down a lot. And that's what teams are making him do. Nobody wants to get beat by that long ball that Andrew Luck could throw. Nobody wants to get beat by his arm. They're going to check it down. And for you, that's fantastic. You have Hines. That's amazing. You want that. If you're a Colts fan, you don't really want that because it's not helping you so much. But I see a lot of Chris Thompson and Hines. And I do think it's his job for the foreseeable future, even if Marlon
0: Mack comes back. So next you're looking at Alfred Morris. Now that's yeah. a game that kind of got buried over the last couple of years as he's been on the move. But now we're looking back in Morris's direction. How much help can he bring somebody? Well, I'm looking at Alfred
1: Morris for the fact that again Jimmy Garoppolo's out for the season. Right. Matt Breda got hurt last week, yeah, and the Niners gonna... kind of came
0: crashing down on. Kind of like what the Colts did. I mean, yeah. had all these injuries all of a sudden, and you know now they're scrambling. It, it's a shame for him,
1: but. They're out there saying, like, oh, Breda might play, might not play. I'm going to let you know right now, he's not playing. He's just not playing. With the ankle sprains, he's not playing. And if he does, he's a shell of himself, and they'll be switching over to Alfred Morris anyway. So he's 49% owned. And like I was saying, Breda's not going to play, no matter what the reports say. This team has no quarterback. So that means the receivers don't really matter too much. George Kittle's about the only one out there that you can have some talent to. But you know what teams do in that case? they don't have to worry about covering them. They play them in man instead. And yeah, that will put a bunch of people in the box against Alfred Morris, but it's like Ezekiel Elliott all over again. You're going to have to do something. You have to do something each play. You can't just take a knee each play. So you're going to turn around. I see them playing a lot of ball control, trying to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field because they can't get in a gun battle with Aaron Rodgers. Right. So I see a lot of running. So Alfred Morris, if he's out there, forty nine percent own that's definitely somebody else you want to get to. all right, so the final running back we have on the waiver wire list is Mike Davis, yeah, Mike Davis of Seattle. um, I know I always say don't get Seattle hey, you're breaking your own rule here, I am, and I'm not because this is a <laughs> it's a waiver wire bye week with two teams that you either have carry on Johnson have plenty Gattard of Blunt, fantasy Kamara, players Ingram, there. so if we're just going in the running back position. That's four players right there that could be on a lot of teams. So you might not have that much talent out there. Running back is very thin. Some of these names you don't want as your starter every week. You're just trying to plug and play. They're playing the Raiders this week. So this week, I feel a little bit better. He's only owned in 14.5% of leagues still. He's facing the 24th ranked defense. Last week, 12 carries for 68 yards and a touchdown. If I pick that up on the waiver wire, I'm totally happy with that. The week before that, he had 101 and a touchdown, he, he's warranted that pickup. You, right. you, at that point, you're looking for that touchdown, and it looks like they're using him down there a lot for that touchdown. Right. So for me, my waiver wires, can he get a touchdown? Is one of the first questions I asked. Sure. I think there's going to be a lot of chances for them to
0: get a touchdown because that Raiders defense is very poor. All right, we look to the wide receivers, and now Kiki QT, kind of. Sparked out of nowhere with DeAndre Hopkins. You know, obviously he's going off and he's making plenty of fantasy owners. Happy still one of the leaders in receiving yards in the NFL, but QT now definitely a big piece of the Houston offense. And, Able to give you some points. Yeah, I mean
1: last week he caught six to seven passes for fifty one yards and the touchdown over Dallas. He also ran it one time, which I think is cool because like he becomes the jet sweep guy, the Tyree killed of the Sean right. Jackson of the team. Uh and this this all happened, this is why I like him so much with Will Fuller and Hopkins on the field. So it does matter for him if those guys are out there because they're still using him. Now he's not owned in a lot of leagues. It's nineteen percent of leagues. But you could still get him in different ways, shapes, and forms in different leagues. He could be your flex. He could be your wide receiver. Again, you're looking at Gallaudet, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate. They're all gone. Michael Thomas Thomas is gone. If you have Cameron Meredith, maybe, Ted Ginn Jr., all gone. They're all gone right now. So you got to go a little bit down the realm. But I do like Kiki. They look like they're going to use him a lot. And in the last two weeks, two weeks ago against Indianapolis, he had eleven receptions for 109. This week he, he had this week he had six for 51 against Dallas plus a touchdown. So that's 21 points and 18 points the last two weeks. I
0: think he's a really good pickup. All right, next you look at Robbie Anderson. Again, we keep talking about some stellar wide receivers that are not in the lineup this week with Detroit and the Saints being on a bye-bye. This time you look in Robbie Anderson's direction. Can he get you the touchdown? That's your big question. Does he get you your touchdown he, that you're always looking for? He's the
1: ultimate boomer bust in my eyes for this. Now, they finally let Sam Darnold start throwing it down the field, and that's what worked out for this game. So Anderson caught three of his five targets for 123 yards and two touchdowns. Do not expect that every week. I mean, he, he has that ability, but here's the thing. They're also playing the Colts. The Colts are very close to the Falcons defense in the sense that they're not that talented. So the goal with Robbie Anderson is you're putting him in your lineup and hoping for a long touchdown. If you can get one long touchdown, then you're good to go. But other than that, he's not somebody I really like for an entire season just yet because I don't. Know what they're doing with Tam Darnold yet? You got these two backs that are really going off for the team. He still had that connection with Quincy and Numa, but here's the thing Quincy and right. Numa was wearing a cast on his hand last game. Right, That's going to make it really hard to be a good receiver. So I would get Robbie Anderson for this week and hope and pray for a long touchdown.
0: So you, you always, I love this. Every week with the Waiver Wire, you always go, let's just dive into some quantum realm, basically, with the ultimate, ultimate reach. And I think you may have hit it here. Marquez Valdez Scantling of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. You know, who knows? Fans, do you out there know who that is? Let the let the guru here, pe- just go ahead. Just, yeah, you just want to take the floor and go? You've you
1: seen the little fluff right by the name. Just go right away. In the sense that he is really far down on, in a sense, on the depth chart, 2% owned in fantasy right now. This is only because Randall Cobb's injured. Geronimo Allison's injured if both Favorite of these guys Geronimo. yeah it's, right, it's a great name well it is a great name too you know but <laughs> here here's the thing if they're both back then exclude this one don't ever you know don't pick him up otherwise but here's the goal is last week he had seven catches for 68 yards and one touchdown you know what that did that won me a lot of draft money he's a big boy He's a giant guy, so he's going to be able to hit those targets. He's kind of like a mini Calvin Johnson in size. I like him, and whenever your quarterback is Aaron Rodgers and the only other player on the team is Devontae Adams, I'm going to go for you. Like you said, I was dumpster diving here, but it worked out for me last week, so I'm going to keep going
0: on that factor. So Valdez, Scantling, let's see if the magic continues here with your waiver wire ability. Now we shift to tight ends, and we head to Tampa Bay. You know, I always get it mixed up. You're looking at Cameron Brate and is it Kenyon Drake, who is yes. the running back for Miami? Yes. So, why you mix these two I up? I always get them two mixed up. Obviously, two way different positions. Yeah. Anyway, we carry on and we digress. Tampa Bay, Duncan, here's tight end Cameron Brait. Talked about their offense already with Winston. Can they return to form? You know, can he get back on pattern with, you know, guys like Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans as well? But we're looking tight end here and you're looking at Cameron Brate. All right, so he's owned in
1: 16% of leagues, and right now O.J. Howard is injured, and he's out. It's not even a question. He's out. So he's the only tight end there of relevancy. Here's the thing. They had a connection in the past. They have connections throughout the years, and in the last two weeks, even with O.J. Howard and everything around him, he had three catches for 34 yards against Pittsburgh. He had three catches for 29 yards and a touchdown against Chicago. And he actually had a touchdown against Pittsburgh, too. So it's two weeks straight with a touchdown before the bite. Not saying that, like, oh, here it comes. He's got a touchdown every single week. But, again, they're playing the Falcons. Right. And if you're playing Whoa, that mess. defense. Yeah. If you're playing that defense. I'm trying to grab that. To tell you the truth, right now in my fantasy league, I'm trying to grab both of them as a stack to throw into my lineup because I'm missing both positions at the moment. Right. So it is what it is. There's no other tight end. There's got to be someone doing the middle because Evans and Deshaun Jackson has the outside, and they're not really running the ball right now. I could see Cameron Brake getting another touchdown once they get down in the red zone.
0: All right, speaking of the Atlanta Falcons, <clears throat> the defense in disarray pretty much, but we look at the offense. We all know Julio Jones isn't going to get a touchdown, but will Austin Hooper? Help you out. I, I don't even understand the Julio Jones thing. So at this point, do we I, have days
1: of our Julio and days of our Le'Veon? I, I, do we do a dual soap opera No, that here? one
0: is just like, it's <laughs> sad. It's a show that they don't ever want to cancel. And the ultimate, like,
1: It's the Walking Dead. It's
0: the ultimate cliffhanger. Like, will he get It's like yeah. this week on Atlanta Falcons Weekly. No, will Julio Jones go to a touchdown? I'll
1: bet it, though, he gets a touchdown this week because it's got to happen at this point. <laughs> but Austin Hooper, he had 12 targets last week. Now, I'm going to give you his routes, ran from each week for the season so far. Week 1, 13. Week 2, 4. Week 3, 3. None of these numbers are great. Then it jumps up. 28 routes. And then 37 last week. Now, he's at home again with a decent matchup. Tampa Bay's a like, meh defense. They're not fantastic. They're not terrible, though. Again, I'm only using him to fill in a gap here. And at this point, he's the ultimate. Will he get me a touchdown? So, if you don't believe Julio's getting you one, and you don't know who's going to go off with Sunu and Ridley... There's not many more options on that team. I know they have the running backs, but you need a big guy down the middle when you're in the red zone. I see Austin Hooper, and I think he's the perfect tight end for you. If you
0: can't get a Cameron Break. All right. And that is what we have for you in an action-packed waiver wire. All right. So a fun and action-packed waiver wire. Next up is where we get you, the fans involved. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at real NFL guru and submit your questions. And we hope you, are the one who gets chosen for the guru to answer it himself. First, we start internationally. Dominic from Germany. Is it time to start start Josh Gordon? Can he pan out for you? How do you feel here? Obviously, you get all the speculation. He caught a touchdown pass last week from Brady. But is it time to put Josh Gordon in your starting lineup?
1: So Josh Gordon last Josh Gordon last week, he brought in two of four targets for 50 yards and a touchdown. So I found that stat that we were talking about during the break. And it was Tom Brady's 500th in the regular season. That's because we couldn't remember what the stat right. was that okay. made that play so special. I, Josh Gordon's hard. This is a hard one in the sense that everybody wants him to be the next Randy Moss there. Right. But I don't see him as startable. I see him as a flex-worthy, playing the matchup, or having to fill in as a by roll type player. Now, just looking down their schedule, they're Kansas City this week. So let's say you have Michael Thomas or any of the Lions receivers. I plug them in here. Here is somewhere where I plug them in. But in a couple weeks, they're playing Chicago. That's a rough defense. That's a pretty good defense. I'm not playing him there. You have to pick and choose your spots with Josh Gordon because he's not going to be what everybody thought he was going to be this year, which was either a wide receiver one, maybe wide receiver two. He's just not that at the moment. And I don't think that's going to happen anywhere close and possibly at the end of the season, which will be great for playoffs.
0: Sure. But otherwise, you just got to move on and stash him. All right, Dominic, thank you for your question. Next move to Jeremy from Texas. Do you want to trade Calvin Ridley? Obviously, he's been having a good season and could get you pretty good piece coming in if you can work it right. Calvin Ridley was hot up until
1: last week where he had four catches for 38 yards, which only equaled out to a little under eight fantasy points. And people are freaking out now, of course. So I wouldn't trade him just yet. I wouldn't trade him just yet at all. I'm at the point where I think he has that two wide receiver, two talent on your team, possibly high flex play just because of the offenses he's on. Now, again, we're going to bring it back to that defense. That defense is terrible. They right. will always, the Falcons all right. season long are going to always be in a throwing. shootout. Yeah. Always going to be in a shootout. Now, last week was just the Mohammed Sanu game. It just, right. it is what it is. And this is what happens when a team has a lot of talented wide receivers. And obviously Julio is going to get his, but I could see against the Buccaneers this week. Julio being more of a decoy until they get in the red zone. And yeah, I know that sounds weird because he never scores touchdowns, but I think this is where they're going to flip the script and use Julio for the red zone threat a little bit more and use the other guys to get them down the field. So I wouldn't trade Calvin Ridley yet, unless you are supremely stacked at wide receivers.
0: All right. So hang on to Ridley for now, Jeremy shifting to drew and just the note came that it just says Army next to it. So, Drew, if you're out there and you're serving in the United States military, we thank you <laughs> thank for you. your service. But Drew's having a hard time making some trading friends. So, how do we, how do we help him out here? We need to get him some friends to <laughs> yeah. trade with. So, yeah. how, how do we help him out? This is what happens when we tell people that I trade pretty much every week. <laughs> but,
1: so the way I go about trades, everybody just hops on the app. They find a player they want. Let's just use Calvin Ridley. Cause he was the last player we were talking about. They offer up something really terrible for him. Don Dante Moncrief for Calvin Ridley. Send. And the guy rejects it, laughs and it dies. That's usually where the trade dies, right? That's not how you have to trade. First off, I don't ever send the offer until I've talked to the person. Now, most of the time, somebody's email is in the league, phone number, some way of communication, like Facebook, Instagram, whatever. You find some way in this age, you, if you have to, you get a carrier pigeon. But whatever way you have to do this, you find a way to contact them outside of the app. Nobody ever wants to send another text inside of one of their apps, Yahoo, ESPN, whatever it is. You text them. Hey. Calvin Ridley free? What are you looking for him? Okay, I want this. I want Melvin Gordon. Yeah, well, that's not happening. Be real, you know. I'll give you this guy. No, how about this guy? Yeah, like you have to debate this stuff because you don't think the GMs are two teams. Like if you're the GM of the Falcons and I'm the Eagles, I don't just send you an email with one player and then you write back. No, and that's how that works. (laughs) Like that's it's debating, it's fighting, it's trying to get the leverage on the right person, and you have to make trades but people who are going to be willing to make trades. If you're five and zero at this point, you don't really want to make a trade. Your team is pretty locked in. You also don't want to make a trade for, again, let's go Alvin Kamara because everyone's freaking out over, oh, should I trade him? Right. Don't offer Alvin Kamara owners, six bench players, right? No one's ever going to do that. Mm-hmm. Please don't do that. So thank you for asking me how to trade. Thank you for your services. But, just offer a little bit more of
0: a fair trade outside of the fa- the fantasy football app, and it, you know it's almost like you're going out for a job. You know, oh, that's aim This this is what fantasy football has become yeah. because you know it's almost you know they say America's pastime is baseball, but Not fantasy anymore. football. I mean, it, it's like a lifestyle. It's it's like a sports cult talk. Fantasy football all year. I mean, now. yeah, it it, it's it just is. always a topic, and yeah. it's almost like going for a job. Hey, would like to meet you. Want to trade for this? <laughs> yeah, I would All love right. to have him on my side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's what it is. So yeah, thank you for your services,
1: though. But definitely try to get these trades outside of the app. Get it started there and then move it in.
0: All right, Drew. Thank you uh, for taking the time out and submitting your question. We now go to David from Colorado. Here's a fun trade. You don't let like the Cardinals much for fantasy. So David's talking about trading Derek Johnson or David Johnson, excuse me, to get Ingram. So is that something that can actually happen? I, I mean, if it's and Derek Johnson, you lo- just trade him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah.
1: Get rid of that guy. But, yeah, I look, here's a couple things. I don't like the Cardinals in fantasy. Yes, we've we've talked about this enough, but I like David Johnson because he is still the entire team. I'm even at the point of dropping Larry Fitzgerald. Now he means nothing. I'm not trading him for Ingram. I get it. Ingram came back. He had the two touchdowns. He had the 53 yards on the 16 attempts. Here's an issue with Ingram, though. He's on the bye this week, one. That's right. an issue. Two, he's got a human cheat code in the backfield with him, Alvin Kamara, who's going to take his touches. I know he didn't do it last week, but think of it this way. Alvin Kamara has been dealing with a knee injury for the last couple weeks. They come into the bye this week. They have a game that was locked and loaded for Drew Brees to just be Drew Brees so he could break that record. And then Mark Ingram, where Fresh Legs came back in, they basically said, hey, Kamara, enjoy your two-week bye. Yeah, that's what they did with them. That's exactly what they did with him. Sean Payton's no dummy. That's why he's been around for a while. That's what they did with them. I'm not going to tilt fully just because Mark Ingram had these two touchdowns. I'm going to stick with DJ because there is nobody else in that backfield. And for the lack of a better term, there's nobody else on that team. So David Johnson is the guy I'm going to stick with. I know it was rough, but he's been doing well the last couple games. He's been getting higher points for you. He's getting back into the realm of
0: who he should be for your fantasy team. So stick with DJ. All right, so last question. Dave, thank you um, for submitting your question as well. We look at Jamie from California. Who, you know, two backs that have really been having a tough go. We've talked touched on it here and there, but who makes the comeback to help you get that fantasy win? We're looking at Cook Freeman. So, Dalvin Cook or Devontae Freeman.
1: Okay, so this one's actually really hard. This is pretty even. Now, they're both coming off injuries.
0: Uh, and uh, we already talked about Minnesota not running the ball too much earlier in the show. So That's
1: my issue with this and why I lean towards Freeman. I still think it's his team when he's back fully healthy 100%. And, yes, Tevin Coleman's there. And, yes, Ido Smith is there. And it's a three-headed monster. And everybody's freaking out. But Dalvin Cook, it's just something's up with his hamstring. It started as cramping. Right. Nobody really knows. He's on a pitch count. And uh, their quarterback is just slinging it all over the place with Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, that scares me a little more. That situation scares me a little more. I think they're both going to come back at some point. But the player who comes back first and has that RB2 type game for you that they fall into for your draft positioning, I think it's Devontae Freeman.
0: All right, that is what we have for you in Fan Questions. Thank you to everybody who submitted your questions. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RealNFLGuru and submit your question there, and we'll try our best to answer it for you. All right, so now to the best segment in Fantasy Football Podcast our own little pick 'em segment, where Pepe goes through each game of the week and goes head to head picking two players. Chooses one who will have the better week in fantasy alone. Not worried about which team gets to win, just who gets better, who gets more points in the fantasy column. Overall, Pepe just over 500, it's doing pretty well in good shape. It was a rough week last week, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. But overall, Pepe was 34, 24, and 3 in his head to head pickems Last week, tough one, 8 and 7 overall, but a couple of tough games as well. Yeah,
1: it was a rough week, but you know what? That happens. I'm not going to hit everything perfectly. (laughs) It's the NFL. It's not fixed. I don't
0: care what anybody says. So it is what it is, but let's get into this week. All right, Pepe's trying to get that percentage up a little bit better, and we start off Thursday night football. Eagles take on the New York Giants in New Jersey. New York, however you want to call it, but it's New Jersey. And right off the bat, a different position matchup. We're going Zach Ertz and Odell Beckham Jr., (laughs) OBJ, or... Plenty of points for the fantasy last week.
1: So I basically picked the number one wide receiver for both teams in this game. But it's this is a hard one because Zach Ertz is going to lead in catches. But does OBJ break one of those slants? and scores a really long touchdown. Eagle to secondary is very suspect. And that is the exact reason why I am picking OBJ. I'm going against my heart here, but I'm picking OBJ for this game. I just don't see our defense really doing
0: it. So, yep, OBJ, week one. Well, not week one, but pick one for this week. All right, so definitely a fun matchup to kick it off on Thursday night. Another divisional matchup, Buccaneers-Falcons. You're going with... Mike Evans over Julio Jones. We all know the touchdown saga that it is Julio yeah. Jones. But what are you looking at here with Evans and Julio? All I'm really looking at is the JV squad that plays defense for the Atlanta Falcons.
1: I, Jameis Winston loves himself some Mike Evans. I don't see anything changing in that factor.
0: So I'm going to go Mike Evans. I feel like this is going to be one of the easier ones for me. All right. Chargers versus the Browns. You got Keenan Allen, Jarvis Landry. You lean towards Landry.
1: Yeah, I like Landry a lot more just for the simple fact that the Chargers defense doesn't scare me as much as the Browns defense actually does. Who thought I'd be saying that? But their rookie, Denzel Ward, that guy just gets interceptions over and over and over again. Every week he loves to get an interception. And I have a feeling he'll be on Keenan Allen a lot. Keenan Allen has been struggling a little bit this season. So I'm going to
0: lead towards Jarvis Landry. Bless him. All right, we'll see if he blesses you with a W in your Hope pick'em so. for this week coming up. Colts versus the Jets. Our first quarterback duo, and one right after. But this one, Andrew Luck, Sam Darnold. You're looking for luck with Andrew Luck. Uh, this is a really hard one for me because Sam Darnold's playing
1: an easy defense here, but Andrew Luck, he just he he's just gonna throw the ball all damn day like 50, 60 times a game. And when you have that high
0: of a volume, I have to pick you. So Andrew, look. All right. Second quarterback matchup in a row. Seattle Seahawks on the road, taking on the Raiders, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. You might get some rushing yards here for Wilson. That's always your specialty. And a guy that, you know, gets them for you that you like to choose, and you go with Wilson here.
1: Yeah, I go with Russell Wilson here, and a lot of this is the fact that the Raiders' defense is poor, but the biggest thing that made me not want to pick Carr was the fact that I feel like Gruden doesn't like him. Gruden has been calling him out a few times this season already in public, and I don't like when my coach does that to my quarterback. Quarterbacks are a head case just like kickers in my head, so... I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. Like you said, the Russian yards, I think, actually show up this week because there is no pass rush in Oakland. So let's still go Russell. Still yeah, trying still to find can't it. Can't find that guy. <laughs> you should look in Chicago, but I don't think you can have him, now.
0: All right. So next up, Carolina Panthers at Washington Redskins. Redskins coming off a blowout against the Saints. And you're going with McCaffrey over Peterson. Peterson was kind of absent, I guess. Well, he had whether, the shoulder injury. Whether the game kind of got out of hand, a little bit of injury as well. They really weren't going to come back, and they weren't really showing any motive to try to even come yeah. back. So why waste Peterson? But now a tough game ahead of them with the Panthers. You go McCaffrey over AP.
1: Yeah, and you know what? For people listening, this was the hardest game to pick because we try to pick ones that are really – Competitive, so it's not boring to listen to. And I couldn't find a matchup in my head that excited me, like Paul Richardson or Jock Dawson against DJ Moore, Craig olson who might not play against Jordan Reed, like Chris Thompson versus CMC could have been a good one. But I like the Adrian Peterson one because some people are tilting against Adrian Peterson now and not liking him as much. They said his shoulder came completely out of the socket. This is what I was talking about in the beginning of the season that he's old. Any short weeks are going to come back on him. And Christian McCaffrey is just the number one wide receiver on that team, and he's a stud. So I can't, I'm not going to go against CMC
0: in any week. So another running back matchup. We go to Buffalo. Buffalo Bills in Houston to take on the Texans. You're going with Shady. We talked about Shady maybe being on the move, but probably nothing within these next few days. You go with McCoy over LeVar Miller.
1: Yeah, and this is mainly because Lavar Miller has that chest injury. Lamar, sorry. Lamar. yeah, you made me say <laughs> LeVar. <laughs> yeah, I got Levar, you too. The ball, yeah. he caught, you got me all caught up there. All right, here we go. But, uh, yeah, so he has that chest injury, and he was active last week, but they didn't use him. It's just because they didn't have running back depth that they had to make him active. Problem here is there's a couple other backs in that backfield with Blue, and Freeman can come back there as well. So I'm not liking that, and I'm just going to take Shady out of, sheer fact that he's the only one in Buffalo that has any type of talent on that team. All right.
0: Next talked about it with, for a little bit in the fan question segments with David Johnson and Dalvin cook talked about both of them in that segment. Just a little bit ago, now they go head to head. You're going with Derek Johnson over Dalvin Cook.
1: David Johnson, you keep
0: calling him Derek.
1: I call, him is, Derek yeah, you again? call
0: him Derek again. This is a terrible yeah, week. Yeah,
1: this is a bad week. you like his first name. Uh, yeah, just,
0: I must have fallen asleep during a Tampa Bay documentary yeah, or something. Uh, I, don't I don't know what happened
1: there. Right. Yeah, I, I'm taking David Johnson.
0: Over Dalvin Cook, and this is
1: just really simple. Dalvin Cook seems like he's still in the pitch count. I'm still up with his body. David Johnson's been in the field. He's been having a couple of good weeks. I'm sticking with David Johnson. Derek Johnson will come in a close second, but David Johnson's going to. Yeah, you know well. that.
0: This is why I don't do the pick. You know, the, you yeah, know. This is why I, I do. This, pick I them. should just read yeah. letters here. Yeah, just if all right. I write DJ, stick with DJ. <laughs> all right, help me through this one, folks. All right, Steelers at the Bengals. Nice division matchup in the AFC. Big Ben, Andy Dalton, both quarterbacks doing well. You talked about Big Ben on the road already, so you go with Andy Dalton.
1: I will stick with the ginger guy for this one because Big Ben is on the road, and that's really all I have to say about that because, yes, it's a great offense, but when he's on the road, there's just something different about him. The Bengals' defense isn't amazing, but they're nothing to laugh at either. I think they get a couple of picks, and I think that puts Dalton over.
0: All right, next, Jordan Howard for the Bears, Miami Dolphins against drake not break which yeah, another not confusion Brate, had earlier. not drake the rapper but kenyon drake <laughs> kenyon drake yeah. howard not happy in chicago a little bit of reports coming in there as well but for now just sticking fantasy points and running back battle wise you're going with the miami running back bring howard the philly but um yeah i'm gonna go
1: kenyon drake and he had a good week last week and he's a little bit of an enigma he's a little hard to figure out at the moment but I don't know what they're doing with Howard over there in Chicago. They're clearly leaning towards Cohen the last couple times. Out. I'm going to stick with Drake here. I just think his backup is Frank Gore, where Howard's backup is Cohen. I think this is really simple. I'm going to go with Drake.
0: Alright, next up, the Rams on the road to take on the Broncos out west. Jared Goff, Case Keenum. I, I know that people are going to be like, this is really simple, but Denver's got a
1: decent defense still. And I it's up in Denver and remember we talked about this possible chance of snow apparently that worries me a little bit but I'm gonna go still with Jared Goff because he has the better team and just to break in before you go to the next one just got an update on Adrian Peterson strained shoulder earlier today revealed no additional damage so it doesn't look like he plans to miss any playing time but still in that battle I'm still gonna go with McCaffrey over Peterson
0: all right so nice little prime update there Phil. Is in And then we go to the defensive side of the ball, just for some fun. Defense wins championships, right? Maybe not fantasy championships, but hey, you never know what it be. Jacksonville won
1: a lot of people championships last
0: year. You beat me to it. I was going to say pretty much the same thing. Now we go to the Ravens and Titans, two teams offensively that have been kind of boring the last couple of weeks. So we shifted the defensive side of the ball. And who are you going with here for Ravens and Titans defense? This is a tough one because they're both pretty
1: good defenses here. But one defense goes for turnovers more and again i'm trying to win with most fantasy points so i'm gonna take the ravens because i swear that marcus Mariota should not be an nfl quarterback but that's just my own <laughs> thing yeah i don't i don't like them i'm really glad that the eagles never traded all those picks when we had chip kelly but yeah i'm gonna go with the baltimore ravens to take this
0: one easily jacksonville jaguars on the road to take on the dallas cowboys quarterback matchup Blake bortles Dak prescott and you roll with prescott
1: uh, look, this hurt my heart. This, like, <laughs> I didn't want to pick Prescott, and I was sitting there and I was thinking it over, and I'm like, "Oh, Blake, you know, I could just pick him." But Blake makes me nervous, and the Cowboys' defense is pretty decent this year.
0: Dallas's defense is what's been yeah. keeping in the games, not the offense that had all wow. and you know the whole Des Bryant thing. Jason went retiring. Right. Now like, Zeke's kind of on his own. They yeah. don't have an established wideout, but it's their defense that is really just popped up out of nowhere and that's really keeping them off. that
1: front seven with even without sean lee is still playing really well and i don't know this this was an ugly matchup this was one i really didn't want to pick one and i wanted to go with a tie but that's almost impossible to hit so i'm gonna go with dak this is my home run shot i'm gonna go
0: with Dak. all right chiefs versus patriots we led the show off with patrick mahomes does he get the job done, and you have him going head-to-head with Tom Brady.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and I have Tom Brady winning this. And I know everyone's like, oh my God, it's Patrick Mahomes, da 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 This is one of the worst defenses I've ever seen in Kansas City. They can't tackle, they can't play anything right. My biggest thing is Tom Brady now has Josh Gordon, Gronkowski, James White, Sonny Michelle, Julian Edelman. He has talented players around him again. They're not just bringing guys in off the street who are just selling real estate two days beforehand. <laughs> He's got talent around him. You don't become one of the best in the world if you're not like if you can't have these talented players around you right. and make them even better. Right. Mahomes has this talent. He does. He has this ability, but he's not
0: there yet. So I'm gonna go with Tom Brady here. I think Bill figures out Mahomes for one week. All right, final matchup. Monday night football, 49ers on the road in Green Bay. Kittle versus jimmy graham and you side with jimmy graham
1: yeah there's another one where i just didn't like any of the battles really to be that close to tell you the truth this is the closest battle i like jimmy graham and this all comes down to quarterback rogers beats cj bethard every day of the week and twice on
0: sunday so it's not even a question for me all right so last week peppy has a tough week goes eight and seven but 34 24 and three overall see how the numbers work out next week So that does it for this edition of NFL Fantasy Guru. We thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to submit us your questions and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RealNFLGuru. You can follow the guru himself at jpep20 on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me, Joe Sindoni, at Joe Broadcaster on Twitter as, as well. Be sure to search for us, NFL Fantasy Guru. Best of luck in week six. We kick off with the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants. Good luck, and we'll see you next week.